We are back. Oh yep. my god, it's been uh, a while. Well, it's it's been tough. Scheduling has been a nightmare lately. Who 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 would have thought scheduling would get worse towards the summertime? Yeah, I know it. It's weird because mostly people now, especially in our city, come out more in in the uh, spring and summer. Like especially spring, like that first wave of like warmth, everyone kind of piles out of their houses and just like fills every patio and street and sidewalk, and they you know do all that stuff. But unfortunately, none of the other hosts of this show bother <laughs> to leave their place. I'm not even a host on the show. Don't, I'm a don't guest. even say. Um, We'll get no, in. no, no. Uh, we'll get into that. Matt has had some scheduling issues. We haven't been able mm-hmm. to get him out, but uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, this has always kind of been just a, you know, a show with whoever can be here can be here. And yeah. uh, his face you know. is on the like the poster, though. Uh, do you want your? I can no, put I like don't, a little. I don't, don't put my I can face. put a little Graham Otter no, coming out no, of the water. No, I don't. That want, sounds I don't, pretty funny, actually. I'm. I'm no. I'm not officially a host of the show. I, you, you don't have to be a host. No, Am I, I don't want to be on the poster. I'm not I'm a, a host. I'm a, I'm a hired gun. You know, I don't. Uh, <laughs> well, in this case, unhired because I'm not paid. But um, we'll get beer after. Yeah, I know. It'll be good. Um, <laughs> this is Graham Shepard, by the way, listening uh, to my Twitter followers, all seventeen. Although one of you dropped me. Well, I got. You have seventeen followers. Cut down from seventeen to sixteen. Really? Yeah. I would have thought you would have had many, more. many more. You're very. I don't popular. know, people. Why aren't you following me on Twitter? <laughs> Maybe if you followed me, I'd tweet a bit more. I tweeted about the documentary I saw last night. I have like the. Uh, we just started the Ice Holes Twitter feed. I know, I and it has uh, it has many more. I know, and it sucks. What the hell, people? Well, this is a mostly defunct podcast. Well, there you go. It's not defunct. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mo- and, I said mostly. <laughs> and the, it's mostly and defunct. That's mostly. where we start the music. And we're back. Hey. <laughs> Just seems like that was a brief pause for editing. There we are we not defunct no, in no, the no. least. We've that's, been, that's we've been gentle off. ribbing at like the uh, the lack of content that's been produced lately. No, it's okay. We, we basically, did, well, first of all, we need. I wanted yeah. that international one to sink in a little bit. Yeah, uh, it did. It, it's gotten did, a did lot of get, listeners. Like I did it. Like I listened to it. I mean, I also was a participant for most of it. Did yeah. it get like some good feedback? It actually got a lot of hits and a lot of. Oh, a lot of good. the international folks obviously passed it on, and that's good. It's weird that this has more of an international liter- listenership mm-hmm. than it does almost a local listenership, which is uh, yeah, of course. It's a very, very strange podcast in that mm-hmm. way, in that we get a lot of comments and things like that from places that aren't here, even though we do kind of rip on other to places. Be, well, oh. that too, and pretend to be kind of a Toronto Canadian. Mm-hmm sort of thing but really we're not local at all yeah well i am yeah well yeah. you and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna I'm <laughs> captain local um, if i learned anything uh by traveling with you graham is uh-huh. that graham is the epitome of a canadian well, uh, i wouldn't say torontonian no 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 he's a he's you can't take the east coast out of this point no. well the thing is i like traveling around but the one thing i found about being on a cruise ship is that like I like going to a city and just staying like in a city for like a few days and getting out and walking around. Mm-hmm. Like that's why it was good on uh, when me and Cream were abroad. We were able to hit a couple c- cities twice, and it was good to go back and just sort of 
and ha- like explore a bit more and also like learn yeah. like oh we've been to this place if we go somewhere else it'll be different um but yeah, anyways enough about the cruise ship la san francisco. san francisco san francisco i think it was yeah was san that Francis- your favorite san francisco was my favorite i love the fact that like that was also the first time we hit san francisco was my most homesick and the second we got off the ship the first thing that rolled by was a TTC streetcar. Oh yeah, that's true. Was just it, it's great. You know, it was like a big hug from like, and I feel San Francisco is a city I would like to live in at some yeah. point. I could. Uh, I'm gonna post that photo on our Twitter. Yeah. How about that? Sure, do that yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll, the uh, uh, the classic TTC streetcar in San Francisco, which is actually a part of a, a program in San Francisco, like celebrating um, uh, public transit. So there's streetcars there from Milan, from Mexico City, from London, England, um, not Ontario. Uh, I think there's one from New York. There's one from we rode one from Philly, mm-hmm. um, and I think they're all Boston. from like the 50s too. Not yeah. even like modern, like, like their modern version of streetcars. They're all vintage. Yeah, well, but that's, just mm-hmm. built up on the inside. Yeah. And that well, that's the up. that's the great thing about streetcars in general, since they're all basically electric mm-hmm. electric run. Even Windsor, Ontario, the uh, auto capital of Canada, or at least it used to be, actually <laughs> had the first electric streetcar system in North America. Really? Oh yeah, I did, I did and it not know died fast. Like they, yeah, like the auto companies there's killed nothing it. There yeah, now. there's yeah. no public transit there now. I mean, it doesn't. After Sunday at five, you're screwed if you're trying to get a bus anywhere. Um, but yeah, like uh, electric streetcars, they their engines just like uh, as long as they're maintained, they don't have the wear and tear of a gas-powered en- combustible engine. So therefore, they can be used long into uh, the next century. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Speaking of local transit, how about that uh, that mayor of ours? Oh, Fordo. Um, you mean the stain upon Toronto? Yeah. Uh, him and his brother, which is just jokes. Yeah. Um, I got kind of annoyed because he basically, um, <laughs> for those of you not in Toronto that have been following it, there was a uh, he's trying to buy a park behind his house. Um, and also another thing about Rob Ford, he was born a millionaire. Like he was born into wealth and never really had to fight for anything so he basically wants to buy a city park he's the mayor trying to buy a city park behind his own house allegedly to erect a higher fence to protect his family yeah which is probably just to protect his neighbors from seeing whatever he's doing um and so Toronto, i don't want to see what he's doing in this neither house. do i like I, I like i don't know why he needs to buy more property he can just build a higher fence any way you want yeah he was um, definitely born with a silver spoon in his mouth exactly. with a steak on that spoon and a Sunday on top of that steak yeah. <laughs> with, you know, fries on cupcakes. Um, so there was a Toronto Star reporter uh, who was actually a City Hall reporter who was dispatched, like, at around 7 p.m., which is still daylight in Toronto this time of year, to this park to just sort of, like, see what was going on. Didn't have a camera, just sort of had, like, an audio recorder that he was, like, di- uh, dictating notes into and his BlackBerry. Um, Rob Ford finds out he's in this park behind his house and basically goes out and, like, here's the thing. Rob Ford, for those of you who don't know, is a 320-pound former football player dynamo Di- yeah. yeah dynamo <laughs> like he he's a big guy and like he's known to yell and, and like uh he approached this very like this reporter that was about half his size but not less than half his size cocked his fist and like shouted at him like cornered him in this park didn't let him leave and ordered he drop his cell phone and his audio recorder essentially mugging him and mm-hmm. then the reporter ran away because you didn't know, he kick a, it or something like that? I don't there's, think, there's all kinds of mixed reports. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I. I don't want to talk about. Like, I'm just gathering like everything I know from all the different reports. And basically, Rob Ford accused him of spying and said he was going to press charges because he was trespassing on his property, which wasn't his property because it's a park behind his house. <laughs> and it's just frustrating because I've been listening. I listen to uh, a lot of CBC Radio, and on their you know t- chat show where they brought this up as an issue, a lot of people were saying like, "No, it's good that Rob Ford did that to protect his family," but this reporter wasn't spying like rob ford accused him of taking photos of his house but it's like 
he didn't have a camera. I, I love how the, they're making it into like how it's this is part of his assault on the Toronto Star and yeah. he, how he hates the Toronto well, Star. He does, and all but it's, I mean, I, and like the thing is, he would know who this um, uh, this uh, reporter is because he's a city hall beat reporter. Like, so he knows him by face and name. But it's it's become like a big like hoopla. Like basically, this one newspaper, the Toronto Star, which is actually my preferred newspaper to read. Um, and, you know, they just have a feud with the mayor. And, like, they've actually had feuds with every mayor, like, going back to my last one, even David Miller, you know, the quote-unquote left-wing mayor, they, you know, took photos of his house at night during Earth Hour to see if he was actually shutting off his lights. <laughs> so it's like they're just a very – they're a very critical uh, newspaper of, the, of the, the municipal government. But for our international listeners mm-hmm. or for people not in Toronto mm-hmm. – I mean, the, the funniest part is this isn't even the first time this guy has done this. This yeah. mayor, this is not the first no, he time people. he has attacked. Some, uh, he's like a bear. Yeah. Like, he, honest to God. He, he is gave a, a five-year-old girl the middle finger. Yeah. Like, do you remember that? Because he was basically, in Toronto, it's illegal to talk on your cell phone while driving. And you shouldn't do it in general because it's just dangerous. And so, like, this little girl gave him the thumbs down, which she does when she sees people talking on their cell phones. And he gave her the finger. But this isn't even the first reporter attack oh, yeah. at no. his house. Like, oh right, the, the, you know the, the I mean? Mary Walsh thing. Yeah, the, one of my fellow Newfoundlanders. Yeah. Like he called the cops on. Yeah, he calls the cops a lot at his house. Like he called it on. Uh, there was a comedy show that ambushed him, and they've ambushed everyone. David Miller, like prime ministers, like pol- like municipal and federal politicians, and provincial politicians, and like everyone kind of laughs it off and like ah ha ha, and like. The the only thing that really bothers, like, not the only thing, but, like, the thing that bothers me is, A, he's a bully. Like, he's, you know, what a tough guy going after a guy half his size. Like, if it's, yeah. you know. Everybody, though, to be fair, is half, about his half his size. size. Oh, I don't know. Like, I figure if it's someone like me who's, you know, well over 200 pounds, like, maybe he, like, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't, you know, I don't think he could intimidate me as much. Um, you know, and also it's like, I not to say anything, but I've been in a scrap before and, like, you know. <laughs> Fordo doesn't, you know... Graham, is Graham starting to look tough on this podcast? <laughs> not trying to look is... tough. I'm just saying that, like, if, you know, if he wants to meet, like, name the time and place and we'll throw it down. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, Mayor Rob Ford, Toronto Mayor Rob Ford, if you're looking for it, Graham's got it. Yeah. I also realize this microphone is slowly, slowly sliding down. Yeah, I didn't tighten it, so... Uh, it's okay. There you go. Are we good now? I, I'll, uh, I'll sort it out for you. Here. Good. Good. Uh, there okay. you go. You, you um, alright? Yeah, that's good. That's much better. But uh, but no, but the other thing is that the other thing that's frustrating and it's happening more and more and especially in the States with politicians is that the version of events that gets told from the official mayor's point of view is flat out wrong. He basically said that this guy was like peeping over his fence, taking photos of his house at night, whereas it was like late in the day, still daylight. He was ten meters away from like the house because obviously he knew not to go into the danger zone. And he didn't have a camera. And when the uh, this hour was 22 minutes, the first time he called the cops on a reporter, or not even a reporter, like a comedy show basically trying to be like, hey, how you doing? Um, he claimed that they came uh, before dark and they like tried to videotape his daughter and like put and like caused him to like flee into his house. And then when they released the video, it was daylight. His daughter was not there. Yeah. And he kind of like chuckled and said, ha I'm going yeah. inside. Well, news, I, I feel like people... At, who are giving the news have to just look at one piece of footage and decide what the fuck it is mm-hmm. because everybody looks at this uh, you like if you look at you know a picture of a kitten 
Like it's like one person will go, that's a cat, and then somebody else will say, that see that table uh, is molesting that cat. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if it's a cat exactly. on the table, like they can't agree on what reality it is. Uh, this brings me into this is going back a little ways. I know Santorum is clearly out of the. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've totally stopped following that that dog and pony show. Yeah. Well, now it's based. Now it's Romney, Obama. That's it. That's it. It's all over. Everybody else is out. Gingrich just dropped out last yeah. week. He gave. Uh, okay. Gingrich, like he dropped out really two two weeks ago. He said, mm-hmm. "Okay, I'm going to drop out in a week." What the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> how does why, why is that just, just him basically being like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna leave soon unless you guys really want me to stay." Yeah, exactly. That's he's like, much, he's, he's like the, giving us time to he's prepare the guy, for like, it. you know, one of those guys that like is not getting enough attention at a party and, sit and decides like, "I'm gonna leave," but hopefully, someone seeing me leave will be like, "No, no, no, don't go stay. We want you to stay and have fun and, and wanted, hang out." Wanted know? to let everybody down gently. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you know like, well, don't worry. We'll pop in that video of Chris Farley, like. Playing you and asking Sonny Bono to put, to sing "I've Got You, Newt." You yeah. know it's, it's <laughs> but so. okay. So with with a, back to the piece of footage. All yeah. right. So uh, basically, this woman uh, was wanted to donate to Rick Santorum. This mm-hmm. was right at the peak of the Rick Santorum versus Romney. Who's going to win? The grudge you match know what area. I mean? Yeah. Like it's right at the very end of the primary before Rick San, uh, Santorum dropped out. This woman mm-hmm. is at. Uh, Santorum rally. She goes right up to Rick Santorum, money in her hand, and says, I'd like to give you this money in your mm-hmm. hand, Rick. Like, first of all, I don't even think that's allowed. Like, no, it's, I'm pretty uh, sure that's donate. illegal to like, do a <laughs> straight-up cash like, from one hand to another. She literally handed it to him. He took it, okay. put it in his pocket, and she said, everybody should give money to Romney. Right? Huh? She said that. To Romney? She said she made the mistake of saying oh, Romney. Oh, she said Romney, not Santorum. At the Santorum oh. thing. And, so, and this is at a Santorum So it's rally. like that episode and of Friends he, when Ross he, said, I take the Rachel as opposed to exactly. Emily. Exactly. Okay. And then Rick looked at her and said, Romney? Right? And she, he goes, she goes, Rick! No, Rick! Rick, you! Oh! And like, it was really awkward. And everybody is like, oh, gasping. And then, like, uh, like uh, that night, everyone's like, "Was she a plant? Was she planted there by the Romney campaign? Oh. Was she? No, she was just a moron who mm-hmm. accidentally said the wrong name. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And then they caught it on tape. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's and th- why did he put her money in his pocket? It was so. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, and one more thing about the Ford thing is like another thing that's like. The stupid thing about this whole reporter, well, a Rob Ford also took his cell phone. Like he ordered him to drop the cell phone and then kept it, and apparently it was used for it was dead when he dropped it, and he charged it up and used it forty five minutes later. R- who Rob Rick Ford? Did. Oh, sorry, Rob. Yeah, Rob. See, Rick. I just yeah, did the exact exactly. same thing. It happens to everyone. What, what? So now people listening to this are like, is he a plant? Yeah, no, 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 no. But yeah, so like Rob Ford used this, basically stole this guy's cell phone and his audio recorder, and he's talking about pressing charges. But the worst thing is, um, this weekend on their radio show, they have a, a him and uh, Rob Ford and his brother Doug Ford, who's also a, uh, a city councilor, um, and for some reason gets to give all the interviews on behalf of the mayor, even though he's not the mayor. Um, yeah. And wants, but well, but he, wants, he, to be, he wants to run for a provincial. Yeah, because he thinks that he'll have like less influ- like less interference there. Which, oh man, is he in for a shock? Um, but uh, on this radio show on the weekend, uh, they invited uh, one of the who was it? Oh, it was a reporter from the Toronto Sun, 
and the reporter from the Toronto, like the Toronto Sun, is like are very. I don't even want to say conservative because it's giving conservatives a bad name, but it's like crazy batshit newspaper. <laughs> like that's it's, that's the it, way yeah. to put it. Like it they looks were like our British tabloid, basically. exactly, and Equivalent. yet they take themselves very seriously. Even though they did put a photo of Osama bin Laden with the words "burn in hell" on it, like the day after he uh, he was executed, and also when tactful, tactful, very tactful, and also when uh, the current premier Dalton McGuinty was reelected, they declared it would be four years of hell. So good on them. But anyways, on <laughs> on the the radio show this weekend, there was back when there was like a press scrum uh, or a gathering of the potential candidates for the mayoral race of 2010. Uh, Rob Ford was asked by a doctor, um, not to, he, and he basically said like, "From a, I'm a physician who deals with nutrition and also like health and like uh, heart disease, and you know, not to be insulting, but you are severely overweight, and it concerns me that like you might not be in the best of health. Like, what happens if you get a heart attack or you suffer a stroke or you or heart disease comes into effect or just in general like you have resp- respiration problems." Like, what's that? And so this Toronto Star reporter, Sun, sorry, not Star, I just did it too. Yeah. Not the Star, the Sun. We, see, the only people who are going to purposely sabotage the Ice Holes podcast is us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We are plants set here to sabotage our own podcast. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, this reporter basically said, well, what the hell? That's so offensive. You would never see, because uh, one of the other candidates was the openly gay uh, candidate, George, uh, George Smitherman. And basically... He said that, like, since Smitherman was gay, you know, how come the doctor didn't say, like, you live a high-risk lifestyle with disease and, like, you know, like, I'd be concerned that you would get AIDS and die during your – during the mayoralship. And on the radio show, there was no – like, neither one of the Fords were Holy like, oh, that's shit. over that, – that's overblown. And they just let it go. And then, like, today was, – what's today, Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, the radio show was yesterday. Sorry, like, when I don't work, the days just blur together. Um uh, today, he like Doug Ford was asked, like, you know, what do you mean? And like, like that's crazy. Like, how come you guys didn't say anything? And Doug Ford, he didn't condemn it, didn't say it was wrong. He just said those were not the words. If I was to make that point, I wouldn't have used those words. That's it. He didn't say, of that course, was, it was wrong. Homosexuality equals AIDS and yeah. drug use and a dangerous, high risk lifestyle and being massively overweight doesn't. Mm-hmm. Well, the AIDS thing, obviously, but you know. Um, but just like a high risk lifestyle, it's, it's so yeah. Our it's so like it's, but it's also been so great how like the council, our city council, has actually like started, you know, putting their foot down. Started and, fighting back exactly. against them, the actual council. You know what I mean? Yeah, the count. The council now has taken control of the municipal government in Toronto, and it's like it's the best situation. Like it's the it's that's well, why that our could, it's the best outcome of the of shittiness this, that we exactly, have. Exactly. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's the making the best of a bad situation. So, and that's all I got to say about that. So, yeah, again, Rob Ford, if you're listening, you know, if you want to be a tough guy and push someone around, just try that with me and we'll see how it works out. <laughs> I love, I love that you're calling out Ford on this I am. podcast. Well, that's the thing. He calls out everyone. Like, he basically, you know, goes around talking smack about people. And, like, the, the problem with the left wing, even though I don't like that term, I don't consider myself left wing or right wing, um, is that no one is willing to call him out. You know what? And he has this big weight challenge. Get on a bike. I'll lend you. I'll lend Rob Ford my bike. I'll lend him my helmet. I'll lend him my light and my reflector, and he can go for a ride. Speaking of, uh, while we're just talking about mm-hmm. politics, this is the most boring 19 minutes for <laughs> non-politically minded people ever. But uh, do you hear about Sarkozy over there in uh, France? 
Oh, he's gone, yeah. Yeah, the uh, election. Unbelievable. Adios, or au revoir, I should yeah. say. Blojab. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, a, no, good. He's that's a, a throwback to our last international podcast. Yeah. yeah. To uh, Frenchie there. So mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't heard the uh, international uh, Ice Holes podcast that we did with a little uh, kind of it random a, gaggle of it was people. A, it was a good cross-section of international people. And yeah, go back and listen to it. It's pretty good. Like, my bits aren't so good, but... Um, you, you were funny. I was and not. Graham finally, finally cleared up his Australia... Australia vibe yeah and was forgiven by the uh, nation australian yeah by yeah well she, they, she she represented the nation of australia in that room exactly and yeah. on this podcast mm-hmm. in the ice holes universe yep exactly so yeah pretty anyways. good for a formal penal colony um <laughs> speaking of penal colonies Ooh. have you heard about uh this skin lightener for women's private parts that they uh, you mean is it sort of uh, like anal bleaching it's the same kind of thing, but, but it's like the... a TV commercial that's been playing. No, uh, I have not. Yeah, it's for this skin lightening so for the product. Vaginal area, or yeah, just like, or just mostly the anus. It's called Clean and Dry Intimate Wash. Okay, and it literally it says promises Indian women protection, fairness, and freshness down there. Oh, for Indian women specifically. Uh, well, it, it does it does say that, but like that, it, it's absolutely. Well, it's so it's basically weird. see that's that's another thing like the um, the spread of the internet and pornography on the internet has like changed our perspective of body types and like just like even minor things like it's weird to see you know from ten years ago like now every you know nail place has you know Brazilian bikini waxes advertised for like you know ten bucks or thirty bucks or whatever and it's just another it goes to show like the influence of the internet and all that stuff yeah. So, so yeah, th- this does it work on guys? I, <laughs> like, if you want to brighten up, you know, just below your area. <laughs> no, it's I, I, I haven't uh, purchased should, the product as of should, yet. You should do that. I haven't it and ordered it out and then do it on a future podcast. <laughs> uh, you can try it on your junk. Mine's yeah. uh, and pr- it's pretty good just the way it is. You yeah, know, I, I like I like my... a little darkness. Uh, yeah, down there. You know. Anyways. <laughs> It's uh, started a media our... storm in India and the U.S. Obviously, we started a media storm in India. Oh, and I, I, uh, I have a good uh, jumping-off point for India, but go on. Okay, no, g- jump off. Well, if, if you can jump off of a vagina-whitening phenomenon. <laughs> well, it's lightning, not whitening, right? It doesn't Because that would be scary if you had a white, like a, a porcelain-colored vagina. Yeah, nobody... Uh... That would be... I would be turned... Especially if it was from an Indian woman. That, well, that would yeah, because be then it would just be like... Like that? What's that skin disease? That melatonin uh, thing or that uh, albino? <laughs> An albino Albinism? vagina. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> see, we're bringing the comedy. This is terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, um, the woman in a sari. On the other hand, all right. I don't want to keep going. I don't want to. Uh, okay. No, I'm just reading this article, and it's absolutely. It, it's. Uh, it's apparently. The vagina whitening phenomenon is alive and well in the U.S. too. The desire oh, yeah, to lighten these given. areas is not limited to just Indian women. Of course. There's quite a bit of demand for products like this in the United States, says mm-hmm. Dr. Jessica Wu, a Los Angeles dermatologist. Of course she's a Los Angeles dermatologist. Yeah, they never really... Wouldn't be from somewhere else. Like, if anywhere, if they're going to whiten their hoo-hoo parts in anyway, any it's part... It's going to be Los Angeles. Yeah, definitely. We definitely saw a lot of um, not... not 
colored hoo-hoos, but... Uh, you can say the word vagina. <laughs> yeah, but I I've prefer seen, I've, I've I read prefer the vagina hoo-hoo. monologues. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm comfortable with saying that word. Uh, I, I, I like uh, coming up with cutesy Hoo-hoo. names for that. Coochie. They're daisies. Or uh, they're... Uh, yeah, because... Uh, Eternal I, flower. Yeah, no, I... I knew a girl who would refer to it as her her flower, her daisies, which was uh, uh, she needs to get in to touch turn with off. herself. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Anywho, well, whatever. That's enough. That's enough about uh, the vagina, and uh, it's whitening. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fake things, how about Tupac's hologram? Oh, yeah, the tour that's happening. That's such a bad. Like that's leading us down that a very bad, so bad road. Like, is anybody really gonna pay really to see a hologram? They're doing a full tour. I know, I know. I'm aware. That's what I'm really disturbed by. Because now it's gonna be like, see Michael Jackson again. See Elvis. Yeah. See, they like it's just Tupac is the tip of the holographic mm-hmm. iceberg, definitely. But the funny thing is of. Any deceased musician, the Beastie Boys can tour again. Oh no, they that's shouldn't. terrible. But, oh, uh, TLC are going to do it. Uh, they're going to they're resurrecting Lisa Left Eye Lobe no. with a hologram. She was always the one that shut them down, so now they're taking the ultimate revenge. Like they, <laughs> they like they're bringing her back to <laughs> life to tour. Revenge. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, <laughs> she broke us up once. We're bringing her back. <laughs> um, <laughs> No more of the fights, all the all the tunes. I know. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Yep. Just, Just stick, stick to, to the, the uh, rivers and digit. the lakes. Oh. Sorry, I was thinking you. of the uh, Weird Al parody. <laughs> phony calls. Um, yeah. Stick to the seven-digit numbers that you're used to. Yeah. I can't believe that they. Well, I mean, and the national tour isn't just it's it's with Dre and Snoop yeah. Dogg too rapping, which with is him. even worse. Like, but there's just, going to be a full set. Yeah. Like of Tupac. But not like. But each uh, they were saying each minute or something is like a, a like couple million, you know, dollars uh, like for this holographic technology shit, like to be produ- uh, the amount of money that they, they have just to get sink a two, like, into. Honestly, it. I would be much more impressed if they had a puppet of Tupac, <laughs> like or even like a, a Tupac marionette. Like you remember the yeah. the No Diggity video by Blackstreet? No, I didn't, where they no, were they all should, like yeah. marionette marionettes. Like they should do that. They shouldn't even do it that good. Like a weekend at Bernie's reenactment of you know Tupac just yeah. with some sort of oh Tupac it could be corpse. like you know the um, uh, occasionally they do it on for stage programs where like they'll have someone wearing all black behind like a full size <laughs> puppet and like you know their arms are attached and their like hand is really moving the mouth yeah, like the Lion King exactly they should do that they should do like a Lion King King version of Tupac you know Tupac <laughs> the Legend of the Pride or something. <laughs> Uh, I like but that. it just it goes down like a slippery slope of like making pat like people who have been deceased like do things that they might not do like who's to say that Tupac won't start you know endorsing things now and they've already did it with um uh oh god who was it was it um the dancer I, I want to say his last name was Kelly commercial yeah like he he danced with a broom like they digitally removed. Oh God! Was it Gene Kelly? Is that his name? I think that's wrong. Gene Kelly. Oh, was it? It was the guy from Singing in the Rain. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, no, Dick Van Dyke. No, no, it? no. It wasn't Dick, it was Van, the, uh, Dick Van Dyke. Was uh, Mary Poppins? Right, but anyways, right. they they resurrected this actor and he danced with like a a, a dirt devil, or a dust <laughs> devil, or something like that. He was dancing with a broom or a, or a, 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 um, a vacuum cleaner. So now we're gonna see Tupac. He's definitely gonna be hawking like. Red Bull or some energy drink or something. 
How are you feeling about uh, the unfortunate MCA passing? That sucks. Like, there's no... Like, it's just... Because, I, I mean, I heard, like, I think everyone did that he had beaten cancer. But apparently that turns out to be incorrect. And, like, he's been trying... Like, he had been trying to, like, correct people and say he's not... He's in remission. He hasn't beaten it yet. That's terrifying, it man. Is. The guy's 47. You know, like, yeah. that is not... Mm-hmm. old at all and no he, and he was so like just like of all the people to go it's kind of like when michael jackson uh passed away it, you know his wor- best years were way like were deck at least 30 years behind him and mm-hmm. with mca you know like or adam yauk um he had so many years left like he was not just a great like he was a great musical producer he was a great music video director big activist as well exactly like i mean and on facebook for those of you who are friends of mine on facebook i posted the uh the 1998 uh, mtv video vanguard award that they won where when he got up to accept it he uh basically like moved right into the uh the uh the bombing of bosnia that occurred or no was it the bombing of bosnia or what where was it somewhere in the Middle East, um, Bosnia I, is definitely not in the Middle East. I know. I think I was wrong. Um, it's all good. Yeah, it's it's there on Facebook or like just Google Beastie Boys uh, Video Vanguard Award and like he he basically took up his the time where the spotlight was supposed to be on them, like a retrospective of their career, which is now fourteen years ago, um, to basically say that like this, you know, violent uh, reprisal shouldn't have occurred and it's just going to lead to more terrorism in the future you know as reprisal against the reprisal yeah he's he was a really Mm -hmm. smart guy and really uh Mm -hmm. super positive as well yeah and actually you know what i mean i hate to say it i like the i like the beastie boys love like Mm -hmm. have always loved the beastie boys but uh of the three yeah he was always i felt like the most informed he was always the best speaker yeah and most kind of most interesting and even his rhymes seemed the most Mm -hmm. like his sections always seemed kind of the most intellectual they were really really good i mean did you ever hear his uh the botswana vow um track that he did which was it was his uh like because he got really into uh to buddhism Mm -hmm. and uh, like with the like became a very big follower of the dalai lama and uh he did it as a tribute to the dalai lama and he actually met the dalai lama at some point yeah Um, he did all three of them mm -hmm. did yeah, and I, I mean, they were very yeah. famous for their free Tibet concerts in New York and Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a sad passing, and it's just like, it, it's weird now, I think, at our age, because we're both inching closer and closer to 30, that a lot of the uh, musicians that we grew up with are starting to pass away, like, or starting to just, like, fade away um, in different ways. Like, I mean, I remember uh, the big ones for me when you know uh, about 10 years ago now where joey ramone and joe strummer yeah um, same and now it's happening again where it's like you know michael jackson is dead like that's you know we were both born into the era of jackson and he's <laughs> joe, got- joe strummer <laughs> joe strummer yeah joe but strummer joey ramone michael jackson i know like uh, joey ramone and joe strummer both had way more talent than michael as much as people like talk about jackson those guys were head and shoulders above them i don't know michael jack oh, like Okay, I don't want to be on this side of the <laughs> argument. Definitely, definitely. But uh, no, I love Joey. I know, Michael Jackson they're, they're made totally thriller, different creative, exactly creative styles. Like, I mean, nobody moves like Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or could like create. Uh, I think in terms of movement and dance and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, Michael Jackson's untouched. Yeah, I, and yeah, if yeah. you listen to, and if you listen to mm-hmm. him like back with like Jackson Five and stuff, the kid had like an. Oh yeah. He was an 
insane mm-hmm. musical talents as yeah, well. It was just it, his... He just developed into a crazy... Yeah. Now, not to take anything mm-hmm. away from the Ramones, I mm-hmm. obviously... But they're, it's a completely different yeah. style. I don't know. Like, I, I see that the Ramones inspire... Still inspire people to make bands. Um, and, like, with Joe Strummer, like, his... If you get the chance, if any of you have Netflix, watch uh, The Future is Unwritten, the Joe Strummer documentary, and it's just a great... Great, like just hearing him talk about his philosophies and whatnot. But back to um, to MCA, it's you know it's one of those things again where it's like I just like can't like when I saw that post on the AV Club, that's where I first saw it. It was just like it can't. No, it's got to be a misprint. It can't be real. Like how yeah. can how can one of the Beastie Boys be dead? You know, that's just it's it's a bizarre thing, and it's just showing like time passing. I think it you know uh, even though like maybe the Beastie Boys weren't on the same cultural like impact but like it's kind of like when elvis died in the 70s like mm-hmm. how our parents might have felt about that where it's like you know this is the person who and i like especially with the beasties when i was they young, brought rap to like to to the suburbs they made it accessible like elvis did in the 50s of rock and roll definitely yeah def- i would definitely agree agree yeah. with that and even just seeing bands that you know i used to like or like younger mm-hmm. you know when i was younger or a teen or whatever yeah like change and develop and Mm -hmm. that meant something to me when i was a kid and they were like a bit older and Mm -hmm. now seeing them being old Mm -hmm. it's a it's a hard thing hard pill to swallow but i feel like i'm swallowing it a lot uh Mm -hmm. well well, uh the exception i have found recently just uh last week have you heard the new album by pennywise no it's actually pretty good that's good that's it's kind of like a return to their old a return to form sort of very 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 much you can tell Mm -hmm. uh but uh, again you know when jim when jim Lindbergh. for those of you don't know uh pennywise i mean they're a pretty famous band at this point but like uh it's still if you you yeah yeah not everyone knows pennywise yeah Yeah. i mean you and i know them obviously but yeah not everyone would but jim Lindbergh was their former lead singer was i think he started the band too didn't he uh, yes. Or him and Fletcher. Uh, yeah, they yep. f- they formed it, and you know, from Hermosa Beach, California, like they were touring for twenty years, kind of thought of as like Godfathers in the second generation, that whole mm-hmm. second wave of like punk and yep. skate punk, and very uh, influenced by like the first wave of Los Angeles mm-hmm. bands and the DC hardcore scene and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Um, very much, and and super influenced. They actually used to practice right across uh, the street from Black Flag, things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, they. Uh, a really interesting documentary, uh, actually, that you can check out if you want to know more, not just about them, uh, but about uh, Jim Lindbergh and his life. Is uh, It's called The Other F Word, and it's about, basically, yeah, it's about him leaving Pennywise. It's basically the whole, like, it revolves through, I don't know, guys from Blink-182 to No Effects, uh, Rancid. Rancid, yeah, all kinds of different the bands. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, yeah, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it's all about these guys and how much they had to tour, and then once they got kids, how they had to stay mm-hmm. being an authority figure, you know, and, and had to kind of deal with that when they were all about, you know, saying fuck you to authority and all this back in the day. So, uh, quite an interesting documentary, and at the end of it, well, I don't want to wreck the end of it, but basically, mm-hmm. I guess I already yeah, stated what happens, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it basically chronicles how uh, Jim left Pennywise, um, and so now Pennywise has just released their 
most recent album, a brand new album with uh, their new singer, who is from a much younger kind of oh, really Zoli, exciting right? band. Yeah, yeah, uh, he, he was in like, Ignite, and he he actually toured with the Misfits uh, when the Misfits did their last tour before um, before like the in of like their '90s era lineup. He actually mm-hmm. was the singer during the Canadian leg of it because Michael Graves, the American singer, couldn't get due to through due to like. Um, immigration issues yeah and if you've ever heard this guy he has a very very distinctive yeah. voice it's very and a good high voice and too. distinct yeah it's very like uh but it's almost it's almost more kind of operatic yeah. whereas jim Lindbergh and kind of pennywise's sound is very straight straight ahead it's, straight I mean, forward it's and a cliche almost term but it's very in your face yeah and it seemed yeah exactly the thing about pennywise is it always seemed like kind of a a guy you know, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it always seems like guys that you would... They were the perfect music force, kind of that skateboard culture, because they seem like guys that would be skateboarding skate with park, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and really, uh, really intense that way. So to have, like, a kind of operatic singer put in with that, mm-hmm. a lot of people thought, how, you know, how could this band do anything or do well at all mm. and they've ended up uh the album itself actually sounds really, really good really quite yeah, it I, actually sounds like old you know about time oh really that album even that far back that era pennywise like the original and in fact like the like some of the very first albums because you know how jim used to have kind of kind of more of a wailing voice yeah. back in the day mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like a little more like yeah. that it's very fast and uh it's kind of a balance between mm-hmm. Ignite and uh, Pennywise. Very interesting cool. to check out, but still, yeah. again, I mean, if I was to go see Pennywise now, it would it's be a the weird. Same. It's a weird thing. Well, now me being my age, I mean, I, I think the only thing this can do for them is really introduce them to a whole new group yeah. of people, mm-hmm. a group of fans. Well, it does. For it, it will. It will. Like you can do that definitely. And it's one of those things where it's always difficult. Like when. You know, a lead singer leaves a group, and like sometimes it can work where you'll replace it, and they'll be. I mean, like look at Bon Scott and ACDC. Yeah, um, I mean, and then you know, um, and I'll and I'm just trying to think who else. Never met. You'd never miss them. You no. know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you. you yeah, would, well, like, but... it was a different band, and like that's the thing with Pennywise as well. And it's it kind of makes sense that they're going back to like where they sort of started because it's like you know, they built. They evolved as a band with Fletcher, and now it seems like they're going back, or not Fletcher, I mean uh, a gym, and now it seems like they're going back to that starting point of, like, we got to dig in deep and go and, like, just sort of hit the ground running again. And uh, another record that just came out this week, uh, off their new album, mm. I picked it up. I actually, like, I, I actually, when I was flipping through the records at uh, um, Rotate This, I passed the Pennywise one. I didn't, I didn't realize it was one of their new ones. Um, but I picked the new off record. Go like listen to it. It's really great. It's only about sixteen minutes long. Um, but it's it's and it's again it's like one of those like back to the basics of punk rock, really great lyrics. Like well, I think the longest song is like eighty seconds long or something like that. And most of the songs clock in at just under a minute, which is awesome. Like it's just fast, go, 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 really great stuff. Um, awesome. But uh yeah, like it's uh, it's great to hear that Pennywise are actually surviving because yeah. it was like when I heard Jim left, I'm like, well, it's another one, another band gone. You know, it's like you can't have another era of my childhood. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and it's moved on. It's weird that like I think we're you know the people that are hitting like you know our late twenties and you know soon to be thirties at some point. Um, 
are going through this now, and it's it's weird because it it really that whole quarter life crisis thing that people were discussing. Mm-hmm. I never really felt like that, where it's like you know I hit twenty five and was like oh I don't have a house or blah blah blah. But like this era is like the weird thing where it's like you know our adolescence is really just being pushed away mm-hmm. completely, and like it's you know not to make it us all self important with the passing of uh, MCA, but you know it's just it's a it's a weird unique thing that like. Uh, and I remember when Joey Ramone died, I, or Joe Strummer died, I talked to my dad about it, and he's like, yeah, it's really strange when, like, rock stars or actors that, like, you grew up with or, like, kind of came about while you were around, like, start to pass on or, yeah. like, just disappear. It's very strange. Well, at the same time, though, I kind of feel like our age, our age group, I feel like media has kind of grown with our age group yeah. like they've kept focused on our time mm-hmm. span so like for instance i mean we've talked about this on the podcast before with movies and everything mm-hmm. everything seems to be centralized towards uh, yeah mm-hmm. uh, the 80s or our yeah. like our generation mm-hmm. kind of moving with it because that's yeah. where the money is you know exactly. what i mean so every goddamn movie is a sequel or a mm-hmm. superhero film or a remake you know, or a reboot or, you know well i was having this conversation with a, a girl a couple nights ago about um we're just talking about all things geek and stuff like that but we're also talking about how like you know 20 year olds you know that are like now 20 years old as opposed to us 10 years ago or eight years ago in our cases um they don't know as much historical pop culture as we did growing up they're like children seem like children when i talk to them no offense to any of our younger listeners no no no, not whatsoever and it's not it's not even meant to say that like but like because um, I remember, like, growing up watching TV, like, we still were getting reruns of I Love Lucy and Gilgan's Island and yeah. Three's Company and WKRP in Cincinnati. You know, TV shows that have been off the air for, like, you know, sometimes 20, 30, 40 years. And they had, you know, even had been kind of at that point, like, what, 10 years or something at least for, yeah. you know, Gilgan's Island when I was watching it. You know, it was, it's, I mean, it was been off maybe, maybe at its, like, ending peaks when i first started watching it when i was yeah. young you know what i mean but those things were in syndic- that, syndication syndication really yeah now is a lot different as well that's true and like you it's weird because like so much of the cultural landscape and i think that's why like shows like mad men or whatever like historical shows are, are taking off because you don't have that historical landscape anymore like i mean i remember watching the monkeys on much music yeah or watching the brady bunch on tbs and like i remember in the 90s the brady bunch became the highest rated cable program like 30 years after it was canceled or 20 years after it was canceled which is would never happen now yeah. you know like you never you know see that and like it just starts- unless it was a th- like a remake or throwback yeah. or something like you know that mm-hmm. uh or like well, the uh, for instance like with bohemian rhapsody being like number one on the charts when like wayne's in world the 70s out. and then in like 93 ag- when wayne's world came out but again would we see a song from the mid 90s although it kind of has happened like there there was an article about the song closing time by semi sonic and it just sort of it popped up like in three it popped up in um the movie due date yeah it popped up in what other movie oh um that uh justin timberlake friends with benefits movie but i don't think it was called friends with benefits or yeah was it? well friends with benefits or just friends or they were all the same like it, it, yeah at the exact same time as that one came out one with ashton kutcher came yeah. out yeah no strings attached. And they're all the same. They're all the same. But like, and then it was used in an episode of The Office, and it's just sort of like, we don't have like a cultural touchstone like we used to. Like with Bohemian Rhapsody, 
it was you know it's still in classic rock but then it became a hit and with the wayne's when wayne's world came out and then ymca became a number one single again when wayne's world 2 came out because they released another video for it yeah um and it's just weird where it seems like our cultural cycle is just shrinking now because of and i think it goes back to like the internet there's just so much new stuff now like there's no media just goes so, so fast, fast now yeah. i mean it doesn't even matter like one thing that matters yeah. for 10 minutes it's like that's it yeah. like we don't care okay exactly cat breading forget it you know what i mean next I don't even know what that like is. cat breading it was yeah. like where they were putting uh it, it was a big thing on the internet where people were putting pictures of their cat's face in bread like they'd like they'd cut the middle of okay. the bread out put the cat's face through and take a picture and there, there there was a there's a business multi like million dollar business now uh and site built on cat breading i think it's probably like catbreading.com i don't know you can look it up but i'm not but it's like you know they're selling lunch boxes like all kinds of stuff this guy made like millions of dollars from this quick thing but now it's dead mm-hmm. it's gone like after you know a month and it's just insane how yeah. these things. Uh, well, and also with people too, like look at Lindsay Lohan. Like, I mean, uh, oh, totally give her a lot of flack, but it's like she was chewed up and spit out so. Everybody's fast. they're all totally expendable now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, it's so. Well, did you hear about the uh, Paris Hilton flipping out the just I don't know few, recently few weeks ago? Um, because well, no basically one knew she, she was. You know, basically she, there was an interview and somebody commented like, "Are you?" kind of upset or nervous about the turn that it has taken with uh kim kardashian now becoming kind of the new like the new it girl or the Mm -hmm. new you girl basically you know the other Mm -hmm. you know slut with a sex tape who got famous somehow but has no discernible skills you know Mm -hmm. and she walked out walked out of the interview flipped out she got super pissed but i mean but when you're with when you are someone like that who is just completely useless otherwise you have no yeah nothing to sell nothing to give it's not like you dance yeah. or sing or do any or can act mm-hmm. or anything and then you do get famous and you and everybody wants to know about you everybody wants to know mm-hmm. everything about you and then you're just nothing the next day that must be a huge like drop like a it must be like jumping off a cliff yeah. you know what i mean well it's that it's that thing where it's like again people are disposable now like you look at paris hilton where for so long she was like built up as being it's weird how like coming out of that whole era now nicole richie seems like the the sensible the one, one yeah. like she actually runs a business and like hosts a fashion pro a television show or something and like has married with kids and stuff and paris hilton is still just trying to be whatever yeah um and it's funny how people you you think of her as old now, like literally old, not just not just like past tense old. Yeah, like you think like people go, oh, is she still? You know, she's maybe only like maybe three years older than when she was like really, really mm-hmm. popularly famous. But people literally go, oh, she's Scott. like an older chick now. Yeah, she's not. She's not old. She's like what twenty nine? Like, you know she's what I mean? Older than us. I think she's like brought thirty two or something. No, no, I don't even think she's that. You yeah. know what I mean? She was young when she mm-hmm. was when she doing all this sex tape, all yeah. that stuff. But like, even still, like she's not. She's not old, no. like an old woman, you know. But people yeah. literally in their mindset mm-hmm. go, "Well, that ha- no, now that we so need the, ago, now yeah. we need a young, a younger person, mm-hmm. younger girl." Completely they turn not. to Kim Kardashian. 
And with that... <laughs> uh, you're going to have to remove the, te- Speak, the term so, comedy from this comedy podcast. Speaking of washed up... No, I really this is, enjoyed this, is, this no, one. This, too, was, like, this yeah. was a really... I really think this is a good one. I don't, I don't have Started to cut anything Started off with me out. like calling out Rob Ford. Yeah, that, it was yeah. funny. It was I pretty know, funny. I know. I'm, I'm very pleased with it. I, uh, I hope Ford hears this. I, know, I, I, yeah. Tough guy. Ladies and gentlemen, well, uh, anyways, it's just glad to be... Uh, mm-hmm. We're glad to be back. What glad happened to, be to the, the podcast that we did in Hawaii? Uh, I'm honestly, I, I, I've tried to put it together I, yeah, here and there. Think, thinking back to it, I, I don't. Think I think it's I might just work. release it as like a bonus. Yeah, like as like kind of a bonus podcast, maybe in bits, like in yeah. little parts. Yeah, but yeah, we did record a podcast on like we a did, it's not digital really a record cod podcast. Pod, pod, pod <laughs> Uh, it is. We did record yeah. it in some random spaces in yeah, Hawaii, Hawaii, and we were trying to put it together, but it's really kind of disjointed. Yeah. But if we can, uh, we'll. Tr- I'll try to mm-hmm. slam it together and make it like a little yeah. bonus. But it'll be somewhat irrelevant as well because it was a. Uh, St. Patrick's Day special. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, seeing I mean, how it's May 7th at this yeah. point, uh, a little less relevant. Yeah. Mother's Day is coming up, though. It, it's true. Yeah. I'm going to Ottawa to see my mom. So what, you want to give your mom a... After all that vagina a talk? Pa- um, <laughs> a St. No. Patrick's Day podcast? podcast? No, 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 no. Um, no. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, you can follow the Ice Holes Podcast now has its own Twitter. Finally. So you can follow Ice Holes Podcast. So just at Ice Holes Podcast and uh, follow us. You can also follow us individually. Me, you can follow at Reem himself. Graham Shepard, you can follow at Graham M. Shepard. Do you want to spell it? It's G-R-A-H-A-M-M. Shepard, S-H-E-P-P-A-R-D. So all together, that's Graham M. Shepard. <laughs> Graham needs followers, Twitter. guys. Graham I do. needs I followers. I lost a follower. I'm very, you know, upset that I don't have more. Well, Grant, I don't tweet enough, but, you know, if you follow me, maybe I'll tweet some more or tweet uh, at me. Tomorrow as well, uh, Simpsons Trivia. I said I would uh, promote it, so here it is. Uh, I've gone Sim- a couple times. It's very fun. I will not be yeah, going tomorrow. Tomorrow, Simpsons uh, Trivia at the Cadillac Lounge in Toronto. An absolute... On Queen Street West. Yeah, absolute blast of a time. Uh, look it up. Uh, they are on Facebook or look up at Woohoo Trivia, uh, which is uh, their Twitter feed, and uh, it'll give you all the details. So uh, if you are there, come on out and come see us, and uh, we'll have a good time. Um, I also have another thing to promote, um, a short film that I produced uh, last summer. Uh, has recently started screening at film festivals across Canada. It played at the TIFF Kids uh, Film Festival here in Toronto. It played at the Atlantic version of that, which I can't recall the name. I want to call it... It's not Sprockets. It's something in Halifax. It's like the Atlantic Film Festival's version, like kids program. It's called Tommy. Uh, It was directed by Ted Bezier and produced by the Dot Film Company. And it is currently picked up by Q Media and should be getting distribution across Canada very shortly. Uh, check it out. Uh, like it on IMDb or Facebook or whatever. Uh, it's Tommy. Uh, it's really, really great short uh, family film about a boy and his deceased turtle. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. So if you are really into turtles, then... Uh, or family films. Uh, or boys. Or Graham. Or me. Check <laughs> it out. Uh, and uh, anyways... Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you later. Good night. Very shortly. Bye. We love you, little mom.